yeah, if they just sent us like a pallet every so often, we could just keep a pallet of Waterloo in our mm-hmm. backyard or basement or whatever. Especially if we could get like specific flavors. Like if I were going to choose the flavors of Waterloo to get, I think that I would pick uh, black cherry and mango. Okay. What if you had to have, if you were going to order a whole pallet of just one flavor of Waterloo and you weren't allowed to buy any other Waterloo, like mm-hmm. this is the Waterloo you're drinking for the next foreseeable future mm-hmm. uh what would it be oh that's tough i think probably mango mango or lemon would be my choice mm-hmm. i feel like i could do either pretty successfully i never don't want lemon for me personally it's such mm-hmm. a neutral flavor that i always enjoy it it's like it like settles my tummy it's like an aperitif mm-hmm. makes me think i'm drinking like i don't know I was going to say Prosecco, but that's not lemon. I was going to, I meant Lemoncello, but that's not a sparkling drink. I don't know. It just makes me, makes me feel fancy. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I will drink almost all, almost any sparkling water, but your, I prefer my favorite Waterloo flavors are definitely black cherry and mango. What's your favorite flavor of sparkling water, like out of all sparkling waters that you've tried? Oh, um, the, uh. Kroger brand, <laughs> okay. uh, Kroger house brand, cranberry lime okay. is the best sparkling water. It's really and good. And I am fucking here for off-brand sparkling water, let me yeah. tell you. The yeah, Kirkland yeah. off-brand sparkling water, eh, it's, it's okay. I'll drink it. Um, I wouldn't choose it, but I'll, I'll drink almost any sparkling water. For Shakespeare. As long as it doesn't have sweetener in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Shakespeare retreat one year, um, we... Uh, got somebody went to like costco or sam's club or whatever and got a in costco got like a couple of like the giant not pallets but just like big flat cases of like costco brand sparkling water mm-hmm. and it was delicious we drank all of that on top of all the enormous quantity of alcohol <laughs> we brought for the weekend um hi welcome to hi, no exit welcome to no exits second buffy sode it's a horror comedy podcast it's a horror comedy podcast i am your host wendy warzone i'm your host hannah hell and uh my pronouns are she her hers my pronouns are also she her hers and uh pause real quick i can't hear myself it's like i don't know it's like a soviet like underground resistance headphones yeah just like we just did this with the things we had on hand yeah uh, there was a little interruption there because we couldn't figure out why Wendy's headphones weren't working. And it turns <laughs> out they just weren't on. They're quite, they're, they're just- Kai's Beats. So the brand, they're, they belong to Kai. They are Dr. Dre Beats headphones from the year like 2006, maybe. They've, la- they've held up. I don't, at no, they're at least 10 years old. Headphones, it's fine, I guess. But They're at least 10 years old and they have like two different on off buttons and it's not really clear why there's just a button on the side that can make it go silent when they're on anyway they do look like it's like when you're playing like an old n64 game and it's a shooter and the controls make no sense yeah like jump is the c up button yeah yeah yeah, and fire is also a c button but a is run yeah and it's just like what like who designed (laughs) this and it's just like anybody like you think that it should be like you know it's like you think that the trigger should be your um, trigger for your gun, but actually it's crouch. Yeah. Or like you pull like a stick of rhubarb yeah. out of your backpack yeah. and you eat it. You quack or whatever. The game that I, the specific game that I am picturing is um, Jet Force Gemini from the <laughs> N64, which sure. had the worst control scheme known to man. Are they, this, this might not be true. Are they the same? Do they have any association with Jet Set Radio Future as far as you know? I don't think so. Okay. Just Jet is in the name. Yeah. yeah Jet, Jet Force Gemini was like a um, sci-fi shooter for the N64. Jet Set Radio Future is a... Su- whatever. We're not going to... Okay. It anyway. Yeah. This is a Buffy <laughs> That's the other podcast. We should be talking about Buffy. If you want Buffy. that conversations like that one, go listen to my other podcast. If it's Gay We Play, it's about video games. This has been an advertisement. Thank you. Let's talk so, about yeah. Buffy. Yeah, so we just watched <laughs> Buffy um, episodes five, six, and seven. So episode five, fuck, I'm just going to write down the names of the episodes. It's okay. It doesn't matter. All dumb. So we watched the episode. It in was like, oh, which it was Don't Kill a Boy on the First yep, Date. Don't Kill a Boy on the First Date. We watched the episode The Pack. Which is one of the then, worst things I've ever seen with my eyes. Uh, to watch the uh, hyena taste out of our mouths, we watched <laughs> episode seven, Angel. Wendy, um, don't you mean to wash the principal taste out of our mouths? Oh, God. <laughs> 
we needed a little mm, digestif yeah. after eating our school principal that's never <laughs> brought up again, I assume. Um, we'll get there. Yeah, and so, we watched, yeah, yeah. So we'll start with um, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. Uh-huh. Um, Buffy it likes this guy, Owen, who's weird. He's fine. He's, he's kind of nondescript. He's just, yeah, he's just, just sort of boring, just like white an average dude. white guy. He yeah. likes poetry. Buffy doesn't listen to, she doesn't listen to poetry. She doesn't read poetry, <laughs> but she wants to impress him. So she starts reading Emily Dickinson. Yeah. And um, she goes out with him and then she has to like hide the fact that she's a vampire slayer because there's vampire shenanigans afoot. Obviously. Um, as with, there, and as there's there are. a prophecy about that five people will die and from the ashes will rise the anointed one. Um, who's supposedly like some uber vampire who's going to like serve the master. Yeah. Um, and uh, then episode six, the pack is the bullshit Worst like thing I've, possession episode, I've ever fucking which seen doesn't make on any television. sense and is it's like so vaguely colonial and racist. It's vaguely colonial and racist. There's some real uncomfy consent boundary stuff that happens in it. And five teenagers eat a human man. In the four sep- teenagers, four eat teenagers a eat a human man. I think I think Xander eats the pig, but doesn't eat the right. Principal. He does eat the pig, which is also I assume never going to be brought up again. No, the pig. I don't think the pig is ever brought up again. <laughs> is the um, principal? Is the et principal brought I up? I don't again? remember. He hasn't come up yet, but we've only watched one more episode. I just feel like it. The next episode, were I a person who wrote a show, I would maybe put something at the top like, "Hey, remember how the principal got et? How about that?" Anyway, <laughs> back to the real plot of this show. Um. Yes, and then we watched the episode Angel, which is a very plot-heavy episode in which we learn that Angel's a vampire, mm-hmm. um, which is a surprise to no one except Buffy, apparently, and everyone on the show. Right, and it's, um, yeah, I imagine it might have been a surprise to some people at the time. Maybe, yeah, and I can't remember, I don't think I knew going into the show that Angel was a vampire, but I also don't recall being terribly surprised yeah. to learn that he was a vampire. I was like, oh, okay. It's, the show's pretty heavy-handed about, like, there's something mysterious and different about Angel, yeah. and you only see him at night, also mm-hmm. at the teen club, for totally normal, <laughs> regular reasons, is this adult man at the yeah. teen club don't worry about it (laughs) and um we learn a little bit about angel's backstory and the fact that there was a um racism warning Uh gypsy curse yeah uh that uh so now he has a soul so now he can um feel feelings and feel bad about all the people he's killed yeah um yeah and that's the uh that's a Basic recap, Hannah, what are your thoughts on these episodes? Um, we, So we watched the first two episodes like a week ago, and then we watched the third episode today, so that I, the whole episode wouldn't just be about how much I hated the hyena episode. <laughs> the one with Owen was honestly pretty forgettable. Like, mm-hmm. nothing, not a whole lot really happens in that episode, um, other than Buffy learns that she... She can't date a mortal who doesn't know about her secret life. And then he finds out, and then he's, like, way too eager, and she's like, oh, dear, I can't do that either. And he, he doesn't, know like, exactly know. He just knows that there was, like, some rough and tumble, like... Ass-kicking. Yeah. Some spooky ass-kicking. There was some spooky ass-kicking, and there was some danger. And yeah. he was just a little too into the danger. Yeah. And yeah, she was yeah. just like... Dude, I need you to just like chill a little bit. And he's like, no danger. Like, I want to be danger, man. And yeah. she's just like, no. No, thanks. I'm good. Thanks, yeah. though. Um, never mind. Maybe I don't just like you anymore. Maybe just take up skateboarding <laughs> yeah. or something. Like, start parkour. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of things that a teenage boy can do yeah. to introduce more danger into his life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Race bikes or something. Mm-hmm. Like, do some, go to roll, an amusement park. Like, yeah. do something. Take feels, up rugby. Take up rugby. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any sport. I would say roller derby, but he's a dude. The dudes can play roller derby. Can they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Generally speaking, I've like, never heard of it. I always think of it as being a women's sport. Yeah. As far as I know, I mean, it might be. As far as I know, at least in North America, it's not like roller. It would kind of defeat the point if it was. But roller derby isn't gender exclusive. Mm-hmm. It's just that by and large, women tend to be drawn to roller. It was. I think it's like traditionally a women's sport, but not. I don't know if that was by design. It might have mm-hmm. been. A, in, I don't know, but now I don't think it's by design necessarily. It's just like how it do that. Like queer, queer sapphics mm-hmm. are the people who play roller yeah. derby nine times out of ten. Roller derby is also one of those things that I bring up whenever like um, white baby boomer women argue, make the argument that women are 
more peaceful and less aggressive <laughs> yeah. than men. Like, do just, you, like, explain the roller derby then. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen the bruises on roller derby players? Like, they're <laughs> fucking brutal as hell. It's cool and hot. That's my opinion of anyway, roller derby. Um, there's the high- no roller derby in this episode, no, unfortunately. No. But there is... It would be really badass if, um, if Willow and Buffy joined the roller derby. Yeah. I think I'm just, like, writing a fan fiction in my head yeah. live on the podcast. A fan fiction that was In more- which um, Buffy and Willow just uh, stop hanging out with Xander and join the roller and derby instead. roller derby instead and, like, make a bunch of cool queer lady friends and, like, mm-hmm. st- actually learn, like, some female empowerment and become riot girls. And all of that would be a lot more interesting than that episode, which was honestly pretty completely forgettable to me. You know, and it's it's unfortunately forgettable because it actually does have important stuff to the plot. It's just like not really clear that it's important to the plot. Right, because it's not the center of the episode. The center of the episode is that Buffy likes this boy. Yeah. And then then Owen and Angel have like a weird like standoff. Yeah. At the bronze, where they just kind of, like, stare at each other. Where Angel, again, hangs out for normal (laughs) and cool adult reasons. It goes to follow a teenage girl around. Mm -hmm. I was remarking, well, we'll get there, but we were watching the episode we just watched. I was remarking on how, like, I didn't know this because I've never watched Buffy, but, like, and I knew... But I have read every Twilight book because um, I was entering high school in 2007. So I was exactly that. I was actually a little tiny. I read Twilight a little bit ahead of the curve. So I read it when it was popular, but before it was like a mega craze. Yeah, before it was like uh, being made into. Right. When it was just like a thing that nerd girls who liked vampire, who already liked vampire young adult novels were Mm -hmm. reading like me. Yeah, I read similar novels to Twilight, but not Twilight. Yeah. I read um, uh, like other like teen supernatural yeah, romance totally. novels. Uh, Twilight is just like, so Twilight it's so ungodly badly written. Really, there are definitely truly, honestly women my age who read Twilight and oh, liked it, but yeah, there are middle aged women who mm-hmm. are obsessed with Twilight. But um, I never got into it. I never yeah. read any of them. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I was never really part of the zeitgeist, but it was definitely... Anyway, point being, I've read all the... Tw- it, this is not about Twilight. <laughs> it was just remarking on how clearly <laughs> Stephanie just, Meyer... That should be our new... The new tagline for the podcast is, No Exit, a comedy horror podcast not about Twilight. Except I would really like to do an episode about the Twilight movie. <laughs> um, do, if, if you're listening to this and you want to hear us uh, do the Twilight series for this show, um, email us. Yeah. I would really like to do it because I really want Wendy to see exactly how Buckwild. And because those movies, I've only seen the first one and the like second to last one. So the, they split the last book into two movies as they started doing mm-hmm. right. with everything after Harry Potter made a billion dollars off of that idea mm-hmm. um and they uh so i've only i've seen the first part of those two movies but i was also fucking wasted at a freshman in college okay when that happened um but they are they are bad they're bad they are like as bad as you think they are and worse like it's truly remarkable to see it with your own eyes i think um and to really really see <laughs> <laughs> to know right. to know how crazy popular Twilight was and with, with what audience and to see what actually happens in the series, I think would be an interesting, like, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening in this series? It's jacked. Stuff that happens in that book, those books is... Anyway, it's not about Twilight. Anyway, this it's is a podcast Buffy. that is not about Twilight. This is about Buffy, but you were going somewhere with this. I was just saying that Stephanie Meyer, like, just, like, Edward Cullen just is angel. Like, Stephanie Meyer just, like, I knew it was lazy writing, but I didn't know she literally just took Buffy plots, and that was her book. Like, <laughs> who knew, you know? The romance feels exactly the same. It's not exactly mm-hmm. the same, but pretty much the same as... It, the difference is that Buffy has very significantly more agency than Bella has in the Twilight books um, by virtue of being a superhuman vampire hunter. Whereas Bella Mm -hmm. is just a teen girl. Uh Uh-huh. And I think, and I mean, not that I know anything about Edward Cullen's character, but I think Angel might have less agency than Edward Cullen Mm -hmm. because he's kind of like a loner and has to like deal with tons of like horrifying guilt and probably trauma yeah i mean edward cullen definitely has to deal with all of that but he's also like a rich boy who lives in this rich boy like ancient vampire family mm-hmm. but they're evil va- it's not i can't get into it right okay. now it's not okay about we'll twilight table right we'll now. table that for now but i will make you watch twilight <laughs> okay 
All right, we're tabling the sparkly vampires, and, and back we're getting to back the... to the Romulan-looking vampires, because yeah, yeah, yeah. um, they all have weird, crinkly foreheads like yeah. Romulans. And they also um, um, all, I realized what made me made them remind me of Star Trek villains so much is that they have the same side, not villains, they but have, aliens. They have yeah. the same fang side, 1990s fang side lisp. They do, and they do have kind of um, the same fangs as Klingons mm-hmm. in... Um, uh, from the uh, next generation, uh-huh. totally. Uh, generation, <laughs> the next generation, and related series. They've got the same kind of like, like uh, pointy incisors. Yes. So yeah, it's like, like the, if you all took of like the teeth are it's like they have took some recycled Klingon teeth from Star Trek and added just uh, added vampire fangs that look like they stuck two. Chinese food chopsticks. <laughs> yeah. Like up in their lips. Yeah. And then yeah. they're trying to talk like this. Yeah. It's very, they're trying to be spooky, but they're all kind of talking <laughs> like this. Because they're all wearing false fangs. But you've ever if you've ever worn false vampire fangs for a you party. Do get a, you do get a side list. Yeah. Even if they're the ones that just go on your canines, mm-hmm. you get a, a pretty yeah. wicked side list. The vampire teeth that I have, which are relatively small, um, they're not the smallest that you can get, but they're pretty small. I still definitely have a little bit of a of a side, a, list. A side list. little vampire yeah. side list. So do I. I have the smallest ones you can have, but I also have notably a mouth that's too small for my teeth. Mm-hmm. So uh, any extra bulk in there is just my teeth yeah, already like don't fit in much. my mouth. It's just really not gonna. And so more, I kind of talk like this mm-hmm. all night a little bit. Gotcha. It's not about that either. It's um, about Buffy. Yeah. So excuse me. I'm um, so sorry. <laughs> I'm not that sorry, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it just came out of me. Um, Sponsor so, us, Waterloo. Yeah, so do we want to talk? So, oh, yeah. So the uh, the episode, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. Um, I, we, I don't think there's the only, else to say um, The only important thing, or the thing that I have to say about oh, it, is that I, it does have I don't the have best reveal so far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Buffy, which is finding out. So they kill... What, who they think is the, the anointed one, who's this big badass dude who was turned into a vampire, and he was like a psychotic serial killer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they assume that he's going to be the anointed one. And then at the very end of the episode, you find out that the anointed one is a little boy, like yeah. a seven-year-old boy who you just see for a couple, like for probably less than 60 seconds on the bus. Yeah. Because the deal is like five people die, and then the anointed will rise from their ashes. And so this serial killer like causes a terrible bus accident or something. Yeah. I can't remember if he makes it crash or if he just kills everybody on board and then it crashes and he dies or what? I think he kills the driver and then the bus crashes okay, and everybody dies it. or something like that. Something I don't like know. that. Something like that. Anyway, um, but then the little boy, it turns out the little boy is the anointed one. And mm-hmm. it's probably like the best uh, writing so far. Yes. On the show. Yeah. Of the yeah, show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yes. Uh, the hyena episode was so, so bad. Yeah. Y'all. It was so, um, so bad. Yeah. Can we talk about the hyena? <laughs> Xander. So Xander, my least favorite character on this show mm-hmm. by a large margin, gets even creepier after he's turned into a hyena because for, yeah. I don't know why but the hyena curse is. I don't know why he's possessed hyena. by the spirit of a hyena demon. Yeah. It's unclear. Or, or something. Or something. Unclear. And there's kind of like weird, vaguely African drumming. Yeah, they talk like in about the background. They talk about it being like a Maasai thing, but I have no idea of knowing whether that's true. And then yeah. a, a, a white guy is the like, guy who turns a, a white this, zookeeper this turns out to be evil. This whole episode just like, is just about a bunch of white people yeah. trying to get like African spirit powers. Yeah, trying to and like trying to like break the curse of the African mm-hmm. spirit powers. Yeah. It was a little icky, or, yeah, to say the least. It was icky, and then Xander falls in with a bunch of like weirdo asshole bullies who yeah. all look like they're just total closet cases and have also never been on the show before no they've never since. once appeared yeah um they, they they were like bully characters that were introduced then, for this episode yeah only. and then so xander falls they all accidentally become possessed by these evil hyena spirits because you have to do like a, a cruel a, act or uh, something a predatory act. a predatory act in the presence of the hyena spirit to get possessed, and so that's they all happen to be. Xander just happened to be there while I think the, he was trying to stop them from picking on this this nerd kid, this nerdy kid. Yeah, yeah. So he was just wrong place, wrong time, and then mm-hmm. Xander also got possessed, and then he was acting way, way like scuzzier and less respectful of women even than normal. But he was like hitting on Willow, and Willow was kind of 
into it. Is that correct? No, uh, was he hitting on no, Buffy? he was he was hitting on Buffy. Oh, that's right. He was Willow. Dis- he was yeah. telling Willow that he he was like, "Get away from me." Yeah, basically. he was like, "Go fuck yourself." That's right. I don't that's like right. That's you. right. Yeah. Um, and then so he's so then he falls in with these bullies, and then there's this scene in which they walk in slow motion across the lawn of this high school with music that does not make any sense in no. the background. No, what it's was like, it? It was like weird, like slow butt rock yeah that's right yeah 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 it was slow but there's a lot of there's a lot of i just spit a lot i'm sorry there's a lot of inappropriate slow butt rock on that show (laughs) i know it was 1997 which was a a year of inappropriate slow butt rock it was like Mm -hmm. the prevailing genre of the time besides soft vaguely uh uh lesbian women's guitar music which Mm -hmm. is also frequently in this show yes 1997. Yeah. Year of pretending people aren't lesbians. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, that's every year. Yeah. Womp womp. Um. Uh, so, yeah, so that episode was really bad. Because, again, I, I do actually want to seriously talk a little bit because two of the episodes that we've watched have kind of a racist, to say, they have a racism problem. Like, mm-hmm. two devices from yes. two episodes we watched in a row, like, are directly, like, like, um, like popular racist tropes, popular basically. racist tropes. And like, 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 uh, not quite or not orientalism, orientalism, but like, like, uh, like native mysticism, basically the like mm-hmm. vague mysticism of the, the, like, like this African legend of the hyena. Yeah. It's like if it's from somewhere else, if it's from a different culture, it's automatically seems scarier and more mystical. Right. Or they just can't, they just, it, it just bums me out that they cho- they feel like they can't give like a creative, ex- the hyena episode just shouldn't have existed for yeah, a lot of reasons. The hyena episode it's is just really, weird. It's really fucking bad and I didn't like it. I think that's my opinion. Yeah. But I, I uh, didn't particularly care for that episode either. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I and just, then, it, it's, it's skis to me. Like watching Xander's behavior genuinely yeah. skis to me out in that episode. It I was is like, pretty this is not, skeezy. I don't like him anyway, but this is really unenjoyable to watch him be like mm-hmm. predatory towards a woman on the yeah. show. Um, um, and I guess the, the one like tiny crumb of a saving grace for Xander as a character is that after he wakes up from the possession, he is so ashamed that he can't admit that he remembers it. Yeah. Which, like, not the best. Yeah. I don't know if that's even redeeming because that is but, not the way to handle that situation. Yeah. And Giles like, is like. And he, but yeah, he, it, I feel like it would have been so much better if he could have been, like, had a moment with Buffy where he was like, I am so sorry that I did yeah, that. Yeah, he needs accountability for his actions yeah. or if anybody had held him accountable. Like, mm-hmm. because Giles after that was like, well, I guess you could never tell them. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. You are not qualified to be, like, corralling teenagers that's terrible advice Mm -hmm. basically just told him to like bottle it deep up inside Mm -hmm. yeah so that so that and then the um sort and then the um sort of like racist tropes are definitely highlight the differences between like what's acceptable in media now Mm -hmm. and what was acceptable 25 years ago i would argue that the gypsy curse trope is Mm -hmm. still acceptable in media now yeah in a a large way (laughs) i wish Um, it wasn't too but like people can open businesses just called like gypsy buffalo or the gypsy mm -hmm. house for that matter like a business that i have patronized frequently in my life but is not owned by romani people Mm -hmm. um it's a denver institution and it's like not it's like i don't know that's that one's tricky but um it's not i don't know whatever point being i feel like racism against romani people is i mean racism is still accepted it's just like uh i don't know it's just disappointing because it is it is it's okay for me it's just like more joss whedon bullshit because i feel like he does that kind of thing a lot in his properties Mm -hmm. where he just like makes the other like a bullshit like he really otherizes people in his primarily like white cast and then makes their like difference like a source of like villainy in some way. Yeah. Like I feel like that's a thing he does. He has he is criticized for doing. Yeah. Yes. Those are the thoughts. Yeah, I have that's about that. definitely true. Um and he's also definitely not the only one. Yeah. Which is not totally. an excuse, but Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just yeah. it just sucks. It is a problematic trope in I will say maybe I don't mean in vampire fiction, but in mm-hmm. horror in general. Yes, is, yes, that's definitely. more what I meant. Mm-hmm. Not in yeah. vampire fiction, um, but in, in 
horror, especially horror written by white people, is that like yeah. this you curse in, from the in East. All, um, in all cultures, if you go back into like folklore, a lot of times there's this, there is the... Uh, the sort of like the unreal other mm-hmm. and the uh, the dangerous other totally um and um we can get into that more especially there are definitely some tropes that i want to bring up when we start watching a lot more black horror i've been oh, watching yeah. a lot of black horror recently cool. yeah. because finally a lot of it just like all at once a whole bunch of black horror movies that i've been looking for are available on streaming so cool. i've been watching a lot of them cool um and we can talk more about some of those tropes yeah, totally. And um, what they're called is there's like tropes like the magical Negro or the sacrificial yes. Negro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's which is the yeah. name of the trope. Yes, <laughs> yeah. That's that's very much what the hyena curse yes. felt like to it, me. It was it was absolutely even though and and I don't know if it's better or worse that there are no black actors in that episode at all yeah. that I recall so far. Um, have there been any speaking black actors on the show? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where it's like, would that episode have been better if to talk about the hyena curse, they had Giles had called a colleague who is, is in Africa and yeah. was like an African actor talking about African culture. Yeah. Would that have been better? I don't know. I think it's just, it never should have been written yeah. and, or existed. There's just yes. no reason for it. Like make mm-hmm. it a different thing. Make yeah. it like feral dogs, like just do werewolves, mm-hmm. like make it a normal, like, just uh, not normal. Yeah. Make it like an, a, a, a white people horror thing. You know right. what I mean? Like st- not uh, totally stick to what you know, but if you're going to draw from other cultures, you have to research it and do it respectfully. Yeah, and you have to, and you have to, um, what am I trying to say? You have to tread carefully and be um, uh, conscious and respectful. Mm-hmm. And right. ask people mm-hmm. yeah. about their own cultures mm-hmm. instead of just being like a uh, hyena curse yeah. from, I don't know, in, Africa. In, include those people in the you know in the story yeah those people have to be in the room and it's pretty clear in buffy that those people yeah, they are were not, not in the room. not the room i have seen extremely um, few characters of color in, on screen at all yes and i think that in general in american television to this day there are very few people who are not straight cis mm-hmm. hetero white men in the room at all ever. i know that's why i have so, so little interest a really in big problem in um in tv american writing television. yes in um in particular because um in horror, you can get an indie film made for not a lot of money. Totally. Um, which means that people who are not usually present in those writers' rooms can get their stories out there. Totally. Even if they're kind of like campy and tacky and dumb, like they can get their voices out there. Totally. Because um, you can make horror for pretty cheap. But you can't do that with television because mm-hmm. television is much more expensive and involved. Yeah. And so television is by default going to represent the dominant culture of wherever you're making your show. Yes, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and not even necessarily the, the – rep- yes, it's mm-hmm. representing the dominant culture, the, like, hegemonic culture. Yeah. The, like, yeah. The, like, yeah. I agree. Yeah, and it's it's like I said, it's it's Joss, we- Joss Whedon is criticized very frequently for mm-hmm. not having any people of color in his movies or writers' rooms or on his crews or casts at all. Mm-hmm. Um, not his biggest yeah. fan. And yes, we, <laughs> as we discussed on our previous episode titled "Hannah Hates Joss Whedon," <laughs> I do because I think he's a racist, sexist piece of shit. Um, but. Uh, I re- so the hyena episode sucked. We can mm-hmm. lay that to rest. I liked, other than the racist thing, I liked the angel episode after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the what is it called? It's just called Angel. Oh, mm-hmm. that so Angel. I liked that episode. I liked mm-hmm. that Angel finally got character development, other than just um, popping up. Yeah, assorted <laughs> places, other than being just like a hand puppet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of a moody hand puppet. Yes. Whose personality changes depending, like in the first couple of episodes, depending on what they think they need at the time. Yes. And I feel like from this point on, Angel's personality is a little bit better established. That he's kind of this like broody, tortured, like for a reason because he has like trauma and guilt and issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But like, Generally well intentioned, I would assume. Yeah, generally it seems he seems to be generally well intentioned. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's certainly like, like more respectful of Buffy than Xander is. Yes, Xander is a fucking creep show, and I hate him. Yeah, Xander is kind of um, a Mary Sue. Yeah, um, and uh, we actually, I think we should introduce the new segment I proposed, which is called "The Worst Thing Xander Has Done So Far." Hooray! Um, so, Hannah, what do you think is the worst thing? Xander uh, has he done did so far? straight up kind of try to rape Buffy. And then she yep. uh, beat the shit out of him. 
So yeah, yeah that's the worst thing. That's Xander's the worst thing Xander's done, done so, so far. far. After he ate a baby pig, not which lots of people do. This isn't like ah, yeah. oh, we're vegans. Meat's bad. Mm-hmm. It is. We are, and it is. I mm-hmm. think personally, that's me, yeah. my stance. I know we're vegans. I think meat is evil. He like ate just a live baby pig that was mm-hmm. like the principal's mascot friend. Yeah. And then the other four teenagers. And then the, to- the totally harmless, like, bumbling... Principal. Principal, who was just introduced that episode, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. eaten alive by teenagers. Yeah. It was... And a- can you think of a more horrifying fate? Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad, pretty bad, pretty bad. Um, and I, I think my favorite thing, too, after we finished that episode, was the fact that you said... Can you, th- do you realize those kids are going to have to deal with the fact that they ate a raw human? <laughs> raw, you know. <laughs> Many wasn't cooked. He was technically raw. A live raw human. Yeah, live um. raw human. You don't like to think about humans as raw because it implies the uh, consumption of humans, but if someone was eating you yeah. without cooking you, you would be yep. raw. It's true. Um, You're just meat. We're just meat. Yep. They just meet with a podcast. Yeah. Sidebar, there's a little, there's a short story that's been produced as a short radio play several times over the years. And the title is just called They're Made of Meat. Ew. And it's about, like, aliens talking about humans. Yeah. And we're like, we've figured out the other on the third planet. And, but here, here's the thing. We went and investigated and um, they're, uh, they're they're made of meat. (laughs) And the other aliens, like, excuse me and he's like they're, they're made of meat and he's like okay yeah but we've, we found radio waves it's like yeah the, the meat built the radio towers <laughs> <laughs> it's like are you saying that the that this planet has sentient meat sentient meat sir <laughs> that's very funny it's like but how do they think their brains are made of meat <laughs> <laughs> we are sentient meat that's all we are um, um yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of the name of, sh- of the show. Not Radio Lab. It's maybe an affiliate of Radio Lab. Oh, the Truth. The, the Truth. Truth podcast okay. has their. I think their very first episode was a production of They're Made of Meat. Cool. Um, which cool. was very good. Cool. Anyway, I'll check that's out. been my sidebar called We're Made of Meat. <laughs> that's great. I love that. Uh, Angels. Debatably not, though, because he's made of, well, he's made of vampire meat. They yeah. seem to be made of dust, though, because the, when you stab them, yeah. they poof like video game characters. But they, I, but I don't know if it's that they're made of dust or they just turn to dust once they, when die. they get staked. Mm-hmm. We're all technically kind of made of dust when you think yeah. about it. That's deep, man. <laughs> I know. Um, um, we are sentient. Darla got Just, killed. Um, Darla and got I killed. was confused because I thought Darla had already been killed in the pilot, but I must have been thinking about something else. No, it's totally possible that she um, was, and that's just a continuity error. Yeah, they're, just just, gonna, they're gonna not address. Yeah, it's completely it possible. Could have been. Um, I forgot about her entirely. I forgot yeah. she existed. Yeah, I'd forgotten when we started the episode. I was like, oh, it's Darla. I forgot all about Darla. Yeah. Um, and then she immediately dies, pretty much. Not immediately, but by the end of the episode, she mm-hmm. dies. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Darla dies. Darla dies. Angel. Um, Buffy and Angel. Kiss. Kiss a whole bunch. A, bu- a whole bunch. A couple times. Um, they both yeah. seem pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, their relationship, I will say, also has a lot more consent than Bella yes. and Edward's relationship. A lot yes. more mm-hmm. express verbal consent than mm-hmm. Bella and Edward's relationship. Yes. Um, Again, because there is a much more equal power dynamic. You can't hear me, but I'm nodding. <laughs> In the last Buffy episode, I was saying mm-hmm a lot, and uh-huh. I wanted an unlistening to it. I want to talk about the, the, the house ghost. Um, yeah, we just had a haunted audio moment, which, which like, you we've can, decided we to leave in. We can pass on to you we this time. We can pass time. on for, to you because it's actually in the recording. Yeah, normally we just hear it, and then it's really scary for us, but well, you really, never hear normally it. Normally I just hear it, because typically what happens is I hear that, and then I pause recording, and I don't tell you that that happened. That was really scary. <laughs> First I was going to tell you that happened. It's really scary. I could hear that because I we both have headphones yeah, on. Yeah, 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 Usually yeah, 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 when yeah. I used to engineer, you didn't have headphones. Right, so I didn't know that happened. Yeah. So I would not be scared. That happens all the time. Oh, scary. <laughs> Here's why. Two theories. One, house ghost exists. We know the house ghost mm-hmm. exists. Yeah, I, audio, think that, I think we've talked about the house ghost on the podcast yeah, before. Yeah, and how audio never quite functions the way it should in our house. There's another component, which is that there are big, giant power lines that go right over our house and, like, right over our backyard. Um, big uh, and there is a news station 
with big satellite towers about a hundred feet that way. So there's a lot of there's a lot of interference. There's a lot going of interference. On. There's a yeah, um, there's a major local news station uh, like a hundred feet from my house. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking about Angel, I think. Yes, yeah, good episode. Uh, he's he's fine. I like him fine. Mm-hmm. I like him because he's kind of. He's just kind of brooding and funny, and he mm-hmm. just pops. Like, yeah, like, Angel says a lot of things in the in these couple of episodes that are funny, not on purpose. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. there's just like awkward writing. Yeah. Um, and David Boreanaz is kind of an awkward actor at this point in time. <laughs> or me, yeah, and and Angel's kind of an awkward character, which yeah. they get into a little bit more in his own show. That's fun. But it's like some of it's just that like a- Angel's kind of like doesn't know how to talk to humans. As you said, one of your favorite things <laughs> is seeing vampires pretending to be humans. Yes, no, I love it. Like, time. So he's like, hello, fellow. Young people at the bronze where us at young the bronze, people we're, hang out. I'm Angel. I'm Angel. Hello, my name's Angel. I'm not a vampire, and I hang out at the teen club for normal reasons. So they kiss on the yeah. dance floor, and there's some soft lesbian guitar music playing mm-hmm. behind it, and it's it's pleasant insofar as yeah. heterosexual kissing is fine, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just like also I just like David Boreanaz because I think he has a funny name. And I just I just like his name. <laughs> okay. I just think it's silly. It's All not right. like bad silly. I'm not that's, trying to Yeah, I mean make but that's fair. That's a... It's just it's sonically funny sounds when they're put together a little bit. Pleasing sounds. Yeah. Anyway. David Boreanaz. <laughs> this has been a David Boreanaz appreciation podcast. <laughs> That's what it is for me, for sure. Yeah, no, totally. I um, mean, yeah, and he takes his shirt off in the Angel episode. He has the worst goddamn 90s tribal tattoo. And then, yeah. And, and then, then the funny, I forget the funniest part about this episode to me, is that he has this goddamn awful 90s tribal tattoo and a shoulder blade, and then they talk about how he's a 200-year-old vampire and that there's record of him in Ireland, but that he had the tattoo then. And so mm-hmm. it's this very obviously, like, modern 90s, Amer- like, American 90s tribal-style tattoo mm-hmm. with, like, a big, like capital a and uh they're trying to say that he like got it in ireland 200 years ago <laughs> yeah. so maybe that's my uh, uh there's in like this some essay. vampire cultural time travel happening yeah well maybe david boreanaz had a brief stint as a tattooer maybe he invented 90s tribal maybe could be not I david boreanaz pre- angel maybe yeah. david boreanaz did i don't know but <laughs> i i know that david boreanaz did not invent 90s tribal maybe angel did in this universe because Maybe. somebody saw his tattoo. You can't prove that Somebody with bad taste saw his tattoo and was like, yo, dude, sick tat. And Angel was like, cool. And Angel was just like, thanks. Thanks. And then he became a tattooer because having an extremely awkward and abrasive personality is not a problem in our <laughs> industry. <laughs> Be a very successful tattooer and a person who is both abrasive and completely incapable of holding a conversation with another human being, <laughs> as long as you have a solid social media presence. Yep. Yeah, uh, anyway, and or walking clientele. Um, David Boreanaz, is there anything else you want to say about the Angel episode? Um, I don't think so. Not at the top of my head. Okay, great. It was. It was. Yeah, a, we saw the anointed one a little bit more. Yes. Um, just, other than that, uh, it was pretty focused on Buffy learns that Angel's a vampire. She goes. Oh, she thinks that he. She briefly thinks that he bit her mom, Mm -hmm. but it was Darla. Yes. And so she goes to hunt him, and he's like, "It wasn't me. It was Darla." Mm -hmm. And then she's like, "It was me." One of my favorite parts of this episode, aside from the fact that David Boreanaz takes his shirt off, is Buffy's mom. (laughs) She's great. Buffy's mom is a treasure. She is a treasure. That's true. So she's like in the hospital. She's been bitten by a vampire, and she's just like, and Giles shows up and. Finally, someone talking sense. She's like, oh, you're the librarian from Buffy's school. What is he doing here? Yeah, she's like, why <laughs> she's are like, you why here? Are you? She's, she's like, like first, weird. She's the first person to really strongly question why Giles is anywhere hanging out with these children. Yeah, why, why does Buffy hang out with her librarian? Right, Buffy, who um, is not good at school, hang yes. out with her librarian. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, um, and then she, <laughs> Buffy's mom is just like, Wow, the teachers here really care. I know, it's really funny. Her mom eventually learns she's a slayer, right? I don't remember. I think so, because... Oh, speak of the devil, that's Henry. Okay, we're back. Henry came home. I was just about to talk about Henry, Mm -hmm. uh, because I've been in the room while he's watching an episode of Buffy where her mom 
knew she was a slayer, I'm pretty sure, because she was trying to, like, give a curfew to her, and she was like, you can't give a curfew to me, I'm a vampire slayer, and they had to talk about, like, her mom's boundaries as a parent while also recognizing that Buffy has, like, an immortal job to do or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that, but it's possible. I'm pretty sure I saw that. Okay, I believe you. (laughs) Much later on. Um... But, um, yeah, so let's get into our uh, Buffy-sode superlatives. Yes. Let's Did do. you have a best-worst-dressed or best-worst-hair? I really liked Xander's shirt in the Angel episode. It is something that I would wear as a sort of ironic, colorful summer garment with the sleeves cut off. Mm-hmm. I think that would look really good on you, actually. It Wouldn't it? It's like this cool geometric green shirt. It looks like it's possibly shiny. It's mm-hmm. very cool and yeah. i would like that shirt very much at like a a my size like a a, 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 a extra a, like a child's large size of that <laughs> shirt my like youth large youth medium yeah. perhaps extra, adult extra small or youth medium if you have any insights as to what child size hannah would wear if email I'm an adult us extra small in shirts <laughs> no exit podcast at gmail.com i'm pretty sure it's youth um, medium my best worst dressed is Xander in every episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, fucking, what's her, what's her face? I almost said Carlita. Cordelia. Cordelia. I almost said C- Carlita and then Clarice. I could not think of the name of <laughs> Cordelia. Cordelia. Uh, that dress that she said was, like, custom was pretty fucking ugly. Yeah, it was pretty ugly. Um, Homegirl Darla's uh, uh, schoolgirl platform fight outfit was oh, pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, the, there's this scene where... Buffy and Angel and Darla are all fighting, and Buffy and Darla are both wearing, like, chunky 90s platforms. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're both wearing, like, go-go boots. That might be my most 90s moment. Yeah. There wasn't anything else that jumped out as being particularly 90s. When they kissed on the dance floor while the lesbian guitar music happened in the background, that was very 90s. Or when they walked across the yard while the inappropriate slow butt rock played. That was very yes, 90s. Yes, that was also very 90s. You're right. Extremely right. 90s. Somebody yes. was somebody I'm wearing mistaken. a sun that was necklace the most. in that scene? Did I make that I up? think so. I okay. think they were all, everyone in like the a- pack, all these bullies were like the most 90s looking people yeah, that they were possibly it was, found. It was really good. It's like the casting call was for just teenagers. Yeah, totally. They like went to a mall and they mm-hmm. hung around. I don't and know. They were just like... There's Those kids look pretty cool. They look like some cool kids. They found Let's some like cast them as our cool. They found kids. some like rich kids smoking cigarettes outside the mall, and we're like, "Hey, you want to be? You want to eat a principal in a show?" And they were like, "Cool." It's probably just what like yeah, whatever. Yeah. So that was the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the writing for those characters too was extremely bad. Yeah, it was extreme, I mean, and they, they were whole- all extremely gay. Yes, yeah. Uh, the whole, I mean, all the writing for that whole episode was extremely, extremely bad. But yeah, all the, all their dialogue was really, like, it was just, it was, I don't have anything anyway, clever to say about it. it it's almost like shit. it's not, as I said for Psychomania, quote, good. Yeah, yeah. It is not what one would call a well-written piece of media. Um, did you have a Best Monster? monsters kind of sucked in these episodes mm-hmm. huh i liked the three because they had stupid oh, yeah, cool they armor had weird dumb body armor for no reason and they're never brought up again and they're not it's it seems like they a just lot get of dusted they get they get staked yeah. like immediately it seems like a it's lot like of the, all the lots of these immortal like famous vampires are getting killed like immediately it's like how to how have they survived this long if like one teenage girl with not a ton of experience can mm-hmm. just I don't know whatever yeah um uh oh somebody has started yeah. to shower not a ton of experience or appropriate footwear yes very inappropriate footwear um if you hear a noise in the background for the duration of this episode it is because somebody is showering upstairs <laughs> we're recording in an old <laughs> house okay uh um, what what is it what was um I don't know what I was going to say. Carry on. <laughs> um, I think I would say the best monster in these episodes was the anointed one because oh, he's so unexpected. I agree. We haven't seen him. So he is a vampire, but it's not really been made clear yet that he's a vampire. I'm sure he he'll... hasn't done the crinkly forehead thing. Yeah, he hasn't done the crinkly forehead um, He just forehead looks thing. like a kid um, with like very like childlike overalls. There's also one scene where Matt, the master is wearing this like very silly like Chico's mom leather jacket and like 
the, they, the, they did something to the makeup around his mouth where it's all pink for some reason. Not yeah, like his, blood red. It's, his makeup around his face, it, it is reddish. Like around his mouth yeah, and nose. Yeah, it just looks kind of pink. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like blood. It looks like he has a skin rash is mm-hmm. what it looks like. Yeah, it looks... um. It looks to me like he has a cold and he's been like wiping his nose and mouth a lot. Yeah, but like all around it. Yeah, like all, a yes. big like splotch of the front of his mm-hmm. face. It uh it looks like he needs to uh see a dermatologist. <laughs> a vampire dermatologist. <laughs> a night dermatologist. Yeah, a night can you I wonder if there are any like nocturnal dermatology clinics. There should be for especially for people who like work the night shift because mm-hmm. their like day would be centered around Mm-hmm. Like if they got off work at four a.m., they would want to. Oh, hello there. They would want to. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. They would want a dentist appointment after they get off work or I before. Know. I don't fucking know. Well, anyway, before this they went a, to work. If you yeah. go to work at midnight and you want a dentist appointment at like eleven p.m. before you go into work or something, mm-hmm. this is dumb. Yeah, that would be cutting it kind of close. It would be cut. Okay, maybe it's a half hour dentist appointment, <laughs> baby. You're really good at cleaning your teeth, and so the dentist is just like zoop zoop zoop. There you go. That's happened to me. All right. I've been the dentist scolding child before. Um, did you have any other uh, superlatives? Did you have a best one-liner or a best spook? There was nothing. We were talking about this. There were no one-liners that particularly like stood yeah, out. Nothing jumped out at us. There were a couple things that Angel said, not trying to be funny, where I immediately laughed really loudly. But I, they were so. It was so badly written as for that to happen, but so not badly written enough for me to actually remember what he said. So no, uh, best spook was probably oh probably when uh, uh, the mom when homegirl was eat Darla I can't remember her name was mm-hmm. eating the mom and then okay. like it because it was just very like like visceral and close kind of spook you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and then you knew Buffy was gonna walk in it was like the closest to and also a tr- Buffy's mom is perfect and nothing yes. bad should happen yes. to her it was the closest to a true horror moment I've had on the show like okay so far it felt like it was from a piece of horror fiction okay um, yeah I can see that as opposed to just kind of campy TV sci-fi mm-hmm. can we also talk about how um Right after that, so Darla bites Buffy's mom, and then Angel shows up to, like, fight Darla, and then Darla, like, passes him Buffy's unconscious mother, who's just been bitten. Yeah. And then Darla, like, fucks off. She pieces out. She pieces out. She's like, goodbye. And she's just like, okay, see you later. And then Buffy walks in and sees Angel, like, holding, like, all vamped out, like, holding her mom, who's unconscious and bleeding. Yeah. And... Buffy proceeds to throw Angel through her living room window. Yeah. And... They do not address the consequences of that action, <laughs> but uh, presumably windows are exp- and especially because the story that they told her mom was mm-hmm. that she passed out and like landed on a barbecue yeah. fork. Why would her front window be broken yeah, under that I, circumstance? I really am curious about that. Yeah, how did Buffy explain the shattered front window to the shattered mm-hmm. like floor to ceiling window yeah. in the front of their house? Anyway, it's expensive. Yeah, you know, the thing is, like, superheroes cause a lot of property damage. They do. They do, they do. There's going to be a movie about that, I'm pretty sure. Is there? Yeah, I saw a preview for it. I think Ryan, one of the Ryans is in it. I don't know, there was a full 45 minutes of previews before the new Star Wars film when I saw it. Oh, really? uh, A normal, at, like, the South Glen, like a... Corporate, uh, like a normal movie. I only right. go to the Alamo Draft House because mm-hmm. I don't really enjoy going to the movies, and, but I enjoy going to the Alamo Draft House. It mm-hmm. just so happens that there's movies playing there. Yeah, I like, um, I go to the Alamo and then I go to the, like the local, the small, oh, yeah, the yeah. arts. Like the, the Mayan. I love yeah, the Mayan. Yeah, the Mayan, the sea. Um, I have been to Cher Artiste a couple times. The uh, Esquire. Esquire, yes. Old fashioned um, this has been a list of local Denver <laughs> indie movie art theaters. house movie theaters. Art house movie theaters. Um, yeah, I didn't have a lot of superlatives for these episodes. It was yeah. pretty much just like a sort of unmemorable plot episode and then a completely um, time-wasting stupid episode uh-huh. and then a very like a, and then an actual like plot-driving episode. It feels with character development. Yeah, it was like two filler episodes in a real episode that yes. we watched. Like we only watched mm-hmm. one actual episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We watched two episodes of these characters are going to fuck around for a little <laughs> bit, okay? Which is, it reminds me of, I'm watching, uh, I'm showing my uh, my lover uh, the the Avatar for the first time right mm-hmm. now. She's never seen it because she was raised in a Christian cult, um, which is pretty spooky. And 
she it reminds me of like the experience of watching the first season of Avatar, mm-hmm. which is a little bit up until the end for me is a little bit of a slog because it'll be like filler episode, filler episode, filler episode mm-hmm. in the first oh, season. You mean something yeah. actual ha- in season one? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. From season two forward, it's it's go go go. Except there's a couple of bull- there's at least one or two bullshit episodes in season three, mm-hmm. but season two is. But, like, the bullshit episodes in season three of Avatar are, like, necessary to relieve some of the tension. Oh, completely. I'm not talking about Ember Island Players, the oh, best yeah. episode of Avatar. I'm <laughs> talking about, oh, what am I thinking of? There's, like, one... I should stop talking Anyway. <laughs> this is not about Avatar. I think Avatar. we've gone off the rails. Um, so, I think... I don't think I really have anything else to say about these episodes. I think we've covered everything. So, I think we can yeah. wrap this bad, bad boy little up. boy up. This bad little boy. Ew. <laughs> Somehow, it's way dirtier when you say it that way. <laughs> Somehow, when you said that way... When you said it that way, I immediately thought of putting on a condom. Absolutely no question. Ew. I thought of putting on a condom when you said that. Normally, I don't think of putting on a condom. But that time, I did. Because you said bad little boy. And I don't know why... That made me think more of a penis. I was just thinking little because these are shorter episodes. Not that much. Well, no, 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 no. thanks for welcome. It's over now. This has been no exit. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I've uh, been Handa. That's been Wendy. Uh, you can find us if you want more drivel of mine. You find us on social media uh, and and good things of Wendy's. You can find us on social media. Uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram at no exit podcast and you can email us at no exit podcast at gmail.com uh let me know if you let us know if you want me to make wendy watch twilight uh i think it would be a good time for everyone involved well i think it would be a a funny time for everyone involved (laughs) and let us know if you have any other suggestions or what have you Mm -hmm. about yeah let us know your thoughts about the things we've already watched and let me uh give us your recommendations for movies you'd like to see us yes absolutely and Thanks to Travel Kit for our theme song. You can find them on Instagram under travel at tra- and Facebook at travel underscore kit underscore music. They're playing a show in Denver, March 11th, I want to say. Anyway, they're playing a show at Rhinoceropolis next month. Uh, <laughs> check it out. Uh, they're going to make some loopy sounds in the real meat world. And they're nice. They're good lads. Mm-hmm. So go give them, give them a listen. That's been this. Sorry about where my brain is. I had a very draining week, and that's why I kind of lost my sentences <laughs> three quarters of the way through a lot of times. That's okay. My brain's a little fried. I'm, I'm going to give you permission. Thank you. Thank you. Not worry about it. I appreciate that. <laughs> because I lose my sentences three quarters of the way through most of the time. That's fair. I guess that's true. Mm-hmm. And I love you all-inclusive of that. <laughs> Thank we you, We should Hannah. stop talking now. Well, um... um Thanks for listening to the podcast. And... And don't turn out the lights. Thanks. Don't turn out the lights. Goodbye. Goodbye.